0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Stefan Liu, and welcome to the podcast Getting Naked with Happiness. Getting Naked with Happiness is about sharing personal journeys that will help us to ask better questions so that we can gain clarity from these questions in building our successful and meaningful well being. So please join me, and I hope you enjoy the show. This episode. Is a special conversation on body work, healing, and learning how to let go of internal emotional blockages. My guest is Richard Wicks. Richard Wicks is the founder of Fascia Clinic. He is the founder of Wicks Way, and he's also an energy healer, psychology practitioner. Above all, Richard is also a grandmaster of Chinese martial arts. He used to run a Kung Fu school in Germany and has won gold medals in international level competitions. He specialises in empowering people to release inner blockages so that they can help themselves and their families. So please join me to welcome Richard Wicks to the show. Welcome to the show Richard. Hi, nice to see you. Great to see you Richard. I remember some years ago, you created a healing method that helped people to overcome pain. And I have been watching some of your videos, I remember, okay. <laughs> and this seems to be really effective. And many have said that your method of healing has helped them tremendously. And one of your patients even reported that his pain disappeared in less than five minutes. So on this note, can you share with us more about
1: this method? That you have created? The idea of the method goes back to Tai Chi. And, and, and essentially, if we bring everything back to the, the oneness, yeah, if we're in oneness, then that is healing. And when we're in, out of oneness, then we're in pain. And, the, you know, Chinese medicine um, says something like if something is blocked, you'll find pain. If it's flowing, there'll be no pain. So, what we're trying to do, and, and that's in a way that's saying exactly the same thing. So all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to um, reconnect people back to their oneness. And interestingly, the word um, healing uh, comes back to this word of making whole. So heal and whole uh, are a similar root. Um, anything that's not flowing or where, where we're disconnected is, is causing problems. And then we can apply that in our business, in our emotional lives, in our relationships, in 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 our physical bodies, um, I just want
0: I just want to quickly add that I have came across a method on the internet based on the videos that I have seen, and it's called. For those who are listening, in the method is known as Wicks Way. It's W I C K E S W A Y. As from time to time, sometimes I do experience aches in my shoulders and neck area, yeah. and this is a common symptom in a fast-paced society that we live in. Inevitably, we hold some of these stresses in our body unconsciously and the body pain is manifested, especially when we get stressed or we are exposed to some sort of internal or external triggers. And these triggers could be trauma,
1: depression or anxiety or fear. Often people feel tension in the neck uh, and it's related to the gut. And the reason for that is uh, there's a connection between the, 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 muscle, the muscle at the neck, the trapezius muscle, which is supplied by, if you remember your neuroanatomy, by the accessorious muscle, uh, accessorius nerve, to the vagus nerve, which comes from the emotional brain and goes to the gut. And so very often I have people who are stressed because their gut is not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I'm trying to say it should be an integrated approach. People are stressed and they think, wow, I'm not capable because of some problem uh, of dealing with my issues. But I go, well, actually, your gut is not okay. You actually just need help with your gut and then you'll be able to deal with things that will help you with your your resilience. Um, But it it isn't always that way around. It's like yin and yang. Sometimes it's like that and sometimes it's... um, uh, you know, some trauma or some emotional upset. In reference to this, can you share with us a, a personal experience that
0: is related to pain and suffering and what have you gone
1: through and learned from it? So for me, I mean, I went through the most incredible um, experience with uh, Emma dying. I think that was the, probably has been the most um, traumatic and uh, difficult to... Uh, deal with experience and I mean I'm still dealing with it I don't think I'm over it Um, so Emma died four years ago she took her life Um, she was 21 and um, it's I I, um, it's very I I like to speak about it and the reason I like to speak about it is because if I don't then I feel that um, people won't learn from it and I think Um, I don't think Emma necessarily needed to die. I've heard various spiritual people tell me that, you know, she was a master, she did done everything she was supposed to do and, you know, she was ready and she made a conscious decision to go and I have to accept it. But uh, I felt that there were definite definite signals um, that could have been um, uh, picked up on. And one of them was was really, um, I would say... Uh, this idea that we, when we are depressed, at least in my family, if you've got a mental problem or you're, you're, you're struggling, then the best thing you can do is not tell anybody and pretend everything is fine and smile, yeah? Um, so uh, I, I, I think I'm probably, I think I've forgotten your uh, question, Stefan, so no, I'm just okay. chatting on, yeah, no, I'm just babbling on. Um, well, that was great, Richard. I,
0: I because I asked about your personal experience, how it was related to pain and suffering, and you spoke about the about your daughter Emma.
1: Yeah. And well, I say- mean it it, it it just I I I remember this this point where you know very very quickly uh, after she died, I'm I'm um, uh, the grief when people say. Um, can you imagine what it's like? People say the stupidest things when you're grieving. So one one is how are you doing, which I really, I I mean, I know people mean well, or you know, but you really don't even want to think about how you're doing. Does that make sense? Like you don't want to check in with how you're doing because you're going that badly. Not thinking about it is probably the best thing you can do Uh, because breaking down on the spot is not what you want to do because you're trying to just go and eat something or something. Um, so I had this period where I cried so much um, that I, I was getting out to eat for about an hour a day and then I was spending the rest of the time in, in crying and, um, and then sleeping. I thought, well, I'm on my own in Hong Kong. This is not a good situation. Um, what can I do? And I had this idea um, to make a little dream journey, you know, like you hear these stories where somebody's uh, uh, telling you and you imagine you are da-da-da. Anyway, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go on this owl because Emma and I, we had this connection with the image of owls. And so I, an owl is going to take me and part of me, this is again, a Chinese idea, a soul part has split off and it's gone to be with Emma. But I'm not going to be able to survive if part of my soul is, is away. So we, we flew and flew and flew. I I was on the back of this owl, flying into where I don't know how long. Um, this was just in a meditation posture. I was just imagining I was doing this and, and then I arrived in this place and there was this little black blob on the ground. And that was that part of me. So we picked it up in the beak and we, We flew back, and it was very heavy, but we managed to fly back. And I stopped crying. So once we got back, I stopped crying. And for the next three or four days, when I fell asleep, I cried in my dreams all the way through the night. So from the moment I closed my eyes, I was crying, but I wasn't crying physically. And I wake up, and I was still during the day. I didn't need to physically cry. Um, And I realized this this was a very powerful exercise that I'd done that had really, really made an enormous difference to me and probably saved my life uh, because I was—I don't know where I'd have been if I was... I, I was literally wasting away at the time. I wasn't able mm-hmm. to eat, um, not really, and, and I was using way too much physical energy uh, uh, there, and that was, that was very painful. But I think, um, I think that's the other thing that's really helped me is connecting with spirit, um, so, although we then tend, as a psychologist, you know, I mean, I'm, I've got a degree in psychology, and uh, and psychology, we can't really explain these things. Sadly, we we do study them, but um, the connection with spirit made a, an enormous um, difference to me. Is it possible to share with us a little bit about Emma and mm-hmm. what happened to Emma? Well, so Emma was this most beautiful, beautiful, uh, baby. And she was a very, um, um, wonderful girl growing up. Very, very, uh, strong-minded, independent, um, very caring, very sensitive girl. Um, she, she went traveling very young. She did a lot of traveling, uh, through Europe, um, on her own independently from, from the age of about like, uh, 15 going with like, Older, older boys. She said, like, okay, you want to go? That's all right. Um, and she travelled eventually when she was 18, she started travelling around uh, Europe and in, even in Asia and, and so on. Mm. So she had this enormously packed life that she was leading. She got into university in Germany, which is no mean feat. Um, and um, when she went to university, she was struggling. So she was struggling. She, she moved into a... Um, a commune where they apparently they weren't so, they didn't really integrate her. She didn't really feel like she connected there. Um, she wasn't enjoying her class. Uh, and then she had this, she, she had her boyfriend, and he was a psychologist. And he said, and oh, there is no such thing as energy. We're just physical beings, and there's nothing else. And she, she uh, bought into that. But she, um, she had this crisis moment. Uh, I spoke to her two days before she killed herself and she had this crisis moment where um, he said he wanted to marry her and uh, be with her forever. And she's 21 and she's like, well, I don't know about that. And she was totally in love with him. Um, But then um, he, he, she said, I don't know about that. So he said, oh, in that case I'll finish it. And I think that, along with not being happy and she was working in a, uh, she had a side, side job working with a very depressed negative lady, a disabled person. And I don't think she realized how much energy that costs. Um, and I, I think she just had this dark night of the soul and it was too dark for her. And she said, I, you know, I've got her suicide note and i don't want to live like this i don't want to i don't want to live i don't want to live anymore and uh, she took her life and i personally i've been in these moments where you don't want to live anymore um and what i've always found is that the reasons that i haven't want to live are just nonsense you know um in each moment you know the the world is is enough everything's enough in each moment um, that's what happened to me. And I, I did remember telling her, I said, you know, I've had these moments and, you know, if you let go of whatever you're thinking at that moment, um, you can, uh, an enormous peace has come on me, enormous peace. Um, and I felt that when I heard it, so the story goes, I know it's not background, but the story goes, uh, I got the call, um, that Emma had killed herself from her mum. And I couldn't believe it. And one of the first things that I heard said to me in a, a very spiritual way was, Daddy, energy is real. And, and I felt, I said back to her, of course it's real. And I'm, I know this is a conversation which is happening in my psyche. Um, but in that moment, I felt, well, I know it's real. I, I've had so many experiences of it being real. And she didn't know. She thought by killing herself she was going to solve all her, all her problems and avoid all her suffering. And in fact, that isn't, that's not the case. That's not, that's not my experience. I would say that is an incorrect assumption. Um, and so uh, a lot of that really sort of pushed me more to say, look, I've got to stand up for my perception and what I feel. Um, and get more and uh, be more real about energy myself, uh, and not be quite so shy. What happened to you after Emma's suicide? Um, I canceled everything. (laughs) That's what happened to me. I I mean, I I canceled everything, and I thought, well, I've got to get over this. I need need help. Um, So I booked in with a therapist immediately, Uh, actually. It was a different, I didn't do psychotherapy. I booked him with a wise lady. So, and uh, we did some uh, journeying and I was sort of okay a bit. But I, what I didn't realize is, what I didn't realize is grief is a long process. Grief is not a um, a, a two-month, three-month, six-month process. Grief, grief can take years. Um, and so... Um, Initially, I was feeling, well, I'm pretty good. Um, I continued doing as much work as I could. And there was a very much like a downward slope um, where I was just... It was like I was... um, There was a hole in the boat. I was sinking. um, And despite knowing that, you know, I was sinking and knowing I was still trying to do everything I wanted to do. So I really worked uh, with... um, uh, energy coaches uh i did uh, spiritual healing and i did a lot of uh, what really helped me was meeting up with people so i just uh, i start to just try and meet up with people uh because we know depression is is definitely got to do with social isolation mm-hmm. um and i thought okay i need to i need to meet up with people and one good thing that happened to me it sounds like a sort of a um, a Leisha. silver silver lining on a cloud on a shadow silver lining uh, on, a, yeah. on a cloud on a cloud but on a dark cloud. But was I could not hide my feelings. I could, I had no ability to hide my feelings. So if I if I if it came up, the grief that wanted to come up wanted to come up. It it just came up and it came up with a vengeance wherever I was at, at any point. And I was like, okay, whatever, just. Come, bring it on! Uh, I want. I don't want to um, repeat this mistake that, uh, in a way, was taught to me by my family. Of you it, know, stiff up a lip, of of uh, you know, trying to say everything's fine. Um, I can cope with everything. Um, so I, that was one of the things, the market market things. And I finished my psychology degree. That was one of the things I did in the summer is I managed to finish my psychology degree. um, Congratulations.
0: Yes, Richard. And I I really appreciate your courage in being so naked emotionally and mentally.
1: Yeah, you've got your video on so you can see how (laughs)
0: naked I actually am. Thank you. It takes a higher level of self-awareness to be this vulnerable and authentic By talking about this, it means a lot to to me and us, for those who are listening in. And it's really challenging to talk about the loss of a child or any loved ones. Depression and suicide is not just an event. It is a condition that can affect anyone, Mm. any parent, husband or wife, teacher or student, adult or child, whether you're mentally strong it can still happen to literally anyone. If you can yep. offer a piece of advice to those who are suffering from depression or stressful
1: situations, what would that be? Okay, I mean, well, there's two things. One is uh, suicide, uh, like Emma's, it comes, it comes like a, a tornado. It's um, so the force of nature um, metaphor is you can, when it comes like it comes for Emma, I I don't know if I could have withstood it. So if it's going to happen, if it comes to you like that, the one piece of advice advice that that is given is find somebody to be with. Do not be alone. You need to just hang on for that until the, the earthquake, the tornado, the tsunami is over. So if you're in that state, it's a 999 call you need to get you need to get to safety you need a, a rock whether the rock is a person or it's the hospital or whatever it's a trans, it's a temporary situation as uh, i don't know if you've heard of richard bandler richard bandler would always say suicide is a, a permanent solution to a temporary problem um, which is funny um except when you've actually experienced it you feel like a bit stupid but um, and the the depression i think like you said, like getting naked with it, like, yeah, I suffer with depression. It took me a year, believe it or not, over a year to, to even own up. I think maybe two years before I even owned up that I have a depression because I needed to be okay. So, I so need to be okay socially. Uh, and the stigma about depression was, was so much, um, even about owning up that my daughter had committed suicide. It was my dark secret. So I came out on, on the web and said like, no, I need to talk about it. And the only reason they need to talk about it is because it's killing kids. Mm-hmm. This kind of behavior is killing people. Um, and this by, kind of behavior is also causing more depression. So I work with Mind Hong Kong uh, as a volunteer and an advocate for mental health, uh, to try and fight the stigma. And I feel that they, I mean, they, one thing they do is they do these mental health state classes and I train those as well. Um, and with that class, they're talking about the earlier you can realize you've got a problem, the earlier you can start doing something about it. Now, personally, they talk about evidence based approaches, which I don't, I don't actually, um, I don't necessarily think that they're the approaches that I would necessarily take because I find the, ev- my personal, anecdotal experiences with my tai chi master and so on have been so incredible but there is one thing and that is get yourself moving physically move some sort of exercise is probably the best thing you can do uh the second thing is remember spirit spirit is real um and uh get out and see people just say if they say you want to meet why do you want to meet you say well I just want to meet, that's all. I just don't want to be alone right now. And that's a good enough reason. Um, and finally, I feel that checking your diet is really important. So um, there's definitely one of the amazing things that happened to me. I was working with a, a lady uh, in Canada called Julie um, who's a brain health coach who's done a lot in, on, on the brain. I went to visit her and she said, hey, Richard, you know, um, you should take this supplement. This would be really good for your brain. Um, And so I looked at it it as very much like an organic problem. And I said, okay, uh, my brain needs this. So actually, that is one of the things that I did. uh, I heard that people that suffer trauma and depression are going to have brain damage, certain amount of brain damage coming from that. So I immediately started taking supplements. Uh, once I'd heard Emma had died, I said, okay, I'm going to take uh, vitamin B complex, uh, zinc, and the essential fatty acids. So I, I actually said, uh, I need to do something physically to try and protect myself and buffer my brain.
0: By sharing this, you, you have shared how you cope with the suffering that followed and you went from the place of Darkness and into the place of healing and growth, you climb up the hole, and by climbing out that hole you share with us your experience, your learnings. Can you share one daily practice or
1: habit that contributes to your well being? Um yeah, let me think. Um I think standing is, is pretty good. Standing. Yeah, I know it's, it's, <laughs> it's very zen to say, yeah, I like standing. Uh, but it means um, a lot of people do their mindfulness in sitting. And, and my teacher would always say, well, you're pressing on your pelvic floor and that's not good for your prostate and so on. So it's better to do your mindfulness in any kind of practice. It's, it's more healthy for you to do it in standing. Um, he said, you can move to sitting, but you should always start with standing. And one thing that I do is I'll stand um, and relax um, before, before I start my Tai Chi. Or, and that's very much um, a related practice. It's related to this effortlessness practice of uh, Wu Wei. So standing is probably the thing I'd say to people is stand and just relax and just allow yourself to relax. And if you could do it for five minutes, then see if you can stretch for 10 minutes and then eventually stretch it to half an hour. That'd be good. Is there anything you should be doing? No, you just stand and relax. That would be already very, very good. Yeah, um, Because standing if you stand, you're going to allow your spine to elongate actually. And standing is better
0: than sitting because it stretches the spine. Is there any sort of timing or recommendation of how long should we stand or should one stand in a day?
1: Is there any specific recommendation? Because standing is such a, you know innocuous practice, we can stand at any time during the day. So if there's a practice, it's why, why don't you just, whenever you're standing for the MTR or standing for the BTS or standing for the whatever it is, uh, the London Underground or wherever you are, you just take a moment to just relax in that, in that moment. So with the Chinese, they, they, if you want to stretch the spine, you, you'll pull yourself up from the top of your head draw in your chin and then you relax and that'll expand the spine but really the benefit is sort of over sitting because sitting is going to squash your pelvic floor Mm. and the pelvic floor is is if you look at the very delicate organs which are in there for the woman and for the man it's under an enormous amount of pressure and then we sit on it and they say you know they say sitting is the new smoking don't they um Oh, so you have smoking? That's what they say. Yeah, it's sort of not great for the kidneys and so on. It's like Mm -hmm. we sit too much. So standing, if you could stand correctly and relax, you're allowing your um, your energy and your body to just line up, and that's that's going to be good. Uh, So I I just say like if you just become more aware of your your standing, that would be very cool. So Richard, Mm. thank you for that. And if people want to reach out to
0: you, how can they do so? And is there any upcoming training that you will be conducting for the Wix Healing Methods?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing a teacher training in Taiwan uh, for Wix Way, uh, which everybody is welcome to. Um, and I'm doing, uh, I might be doing one in India as well. We're going to see if uh, that's more the... Um, Body integration work, um, Wix body integration. Definitely contactable over my uh, email address, which is richwix at gmail.com, uh, wixway at gmail.com as well. Okay, great. So it'll be Wixway, W I C K E S W A
0: Y. Before we close the show, I would like to acknowledge your dedication and mission to spreading healing and resilience to the world. To me, resilience and healing is an important skill that everyone needs to learn, know and to build on. So Richard, thank you for being on the show. Getting Naked with Happiness is about sharing journeys of mental and emotional vulnerability so that we can learn to help each other to grow. And Mm. thank you for being part of this journey with us. Thank you. Good. All right. Have a great day. For those who are listening in, for me, my biggest takeaway from this conversation with Richard is, that, is to stand and stand and relax. And apart from that, if you are feeling down or stressed, do speak up about your feelings by speaking up or maybe you can notice others around you who need to speak up. Do approach them so that we could help ourselves and each other to overcome the victim mindset and it's so that we can feel safe to move towards the path of healing. For those who are listening in, I would like to hear your thoughts on how you can alleviate suffering and increase your resilience to develop a better well-being. Do share your comments in the Facebook page, Getting Naked With Happiness, or Instagram hashtag, Getting Naked With Happiness. Thank you for listening and have a great week of resilience positive human connections and fulfilment ahead. Thank you.